Today I'm speaking with Jason Baxter and he is a photographer and a videographer from Edinburgh. So it's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know new people on this podcast and I don't know that much about you Jason so it's lovely to be able to to um, I'm kind of one of those people that try and keep myself under the radar a little bit. Um, so yes, and thank you for um, accepting me onto your podcast, Margaret, because I, I do follow you and I'm kind of um, aware of your work. And um, I I really like the seascapes oh. that you do, the waves, and obviously the wild swimming, which um, yeah I don't do. <laughs> um, so, um, I do admire you for doing that, especially on the Isle of Harris, and especially in winter as well. So that's very brave. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, I'm as quite rightly. I'm a photographer and videographer. Um, I started out as a photographer twenty odd years ago, but okay. um, it's where my journey started. Was in photography um, when I was fourteen. My dad bought me a camera, and in the days of film, as well, um, I um, quickly put a dark room together in my room and I'd buy uh, bulk black and white film, and I would just go out and experiment and. Um, that's where I really discovered that I had, you know, you know, on a, an, a, an eye for um, taking nice pictures. I thought, and you know, my dad spotted it, and you know, tried to encourage me every step of the way. And um, well, yeah, it's kind of his fault, really. <laughs> so, have you been professional for twenty? Do you say twenty years? Yes, I've been. Um, yeah, I've been making a living in photography for the past twenty years, but um, because of covid obviously i as with a lot of people reassessed where i was what i wanted to achieve what i wanted to do with the rest of my career because you know as you do you try and see the positives from the negative and um and move on um i had already been experimenting with video work i managed to get a a job with a local college in the Scottish borders and um, they taught me about editing, they taught me about video production and all that kind of thing. So I just then, after COVID, thought, well, you know, this is something I'm going to concentrate on a lot more on because, you know, it's another visual medium. Um, The transition is more technical. I mean, as a photographer, you've got a very good understanding of light, composition and opportunity. And so I decided, you know, video was a really good way to do that. And, um, you know, I, I just find filmmaking to be um, more challenging for me at the moment. And um, because you can have an opportunity to tell a story, you've got an opportunity to influence how people see the world um, in a positive way. Um, obviously, it can be used in a negative context as well, depending on your angle. But um, for me, I just want to try and create the most atmospheric, lovely and beautiful edited content um, for the people that I work with and, of course, so for myself. when you were a photographer, um, just going back, what, what sort of work did you do, just to give us a, um, a bit of a clearer picture? Well, I I had a first career, of course, just like most people do, and um, I took up voluntary redundancy, and I, I was at that point I you know decided to go down the route of being a proper photographer, and um, so obviously this was still in the days of film, and so I bought myself a a Fuji six seventeen medium format film camera. And, you know, I've always had uh, enjoyed being outside um, and had a love of nature um, to a certain extent. But obviously, um, photography was a greater route into that 
And um, so I bought this camera and I would just basically go out and take lots of different kinds of pictures to establish, you know, where my style was, what I really enjoyed to do. Um, because obviously I saw this as an opportunity. It's going to be a second career. So, you know, I wanted to make the best of it. And so I did live in Glasgow at that point. So I moved. I also moved to a different side of the country. And um, I like buildings. I like architecture. And obviously, you know, anyone that's been to Edinburgh will appreciate, you know, there's so many opportunities visually for um, being able to create and shoot you know everything from the coast because you've got Edinburgh on the coast you've got some beautiful architecture in the old town and in the new town as well um, and obviously you've got an extinct volcano right in the middle of the city as well so you know you it's a very compact area but you can achieve a lot with that um, and I kind of looked at what I was doing after a few months and thought actually this might make a good book you know it's you know you come up with ideas and so you know i i just pulled that content together and i made a hard copy book um and found a publishing agent and you know like every other hopeful i phoned him up and you know you could just hear the sigh on the phone as you said all oh, right here comes another one uh, so i says no no you're going to want to see this i've got it i've got a hard copy i've made a proof and so i took it to him and he went all oh, right okay yeah and and then a month later I had, oh, I had wow. a book deal. Oh, wow. That so that's how you started. That was like right at the beginning. How I started, yeah. I, I just wanted to do what I loved. I You know, I had the opportunity and the time to be able to, you know, experiment with what I loved in terms of the visual side of things. So because I like I like I like the sea, I like the coast as well. And yeah, that's how pretty much how it all started in terms of my professional career is I built that portfolio, put together a book proof and the, you know, the publishing agent went, OK, yeah, I'll give you a try. And, Brilliant. you know, and I'm so happy that, you know, I managed to achieve that so very early yeah. on with, with That's what great. I was, so, was so then what did it look like after that? Was it commercial work or was it book sales? Is that how you were? Uh, what were you doing? Um, it, was a, it was a mixture of, um, of, of book sales. Um, and Edinburgh City Council got wind of it and they um, oh. bulk ordered quite a few copies from me. And so I, I signed them all. So they, they used them for um, visiting Brilliant. guests from, you know, around the country wow. and things like that. So, yeah, that was that was a nice yeah. bit of kudos. Um, I have to say I was, you know, very pleased with that, and as yeah. anyone would really. Um, and then um, British Airports Authority from Edinburgh, who at that time owned Edinburgh Airport uh, came knocking on my door as well um, because there was a bit of publicity you know there was a few articles yes. in the local newspapers and everything and I, I got an email from from the airport to say that you know we've just built this you know 20 million pound long wide extension yeah. at Edinburgh Airport and we'd quite like to see some of your work I went, okay <laughs> Don't jump too quickly, you know, don't sound too enthusiastic. Um, it, it, it then all came about that they commissioned me to take seven long, okay. wide pictures of Edinburgh. And, of course, I've been using this Fuji camera, as you'll know. It's a beautiful, beautiful camera. And if you do it right, it's just exquisite because, you know, I love tangible things. You know, I love, you know, I love film, you know, ex experimenting in the darkroom and everything. Everything to me with film is lovely because it's tangible and you can do I, I you know at the time i could do more with it but yeah um so yeah 
long uh, cut a long story short um i still now have seven three meter high by 10 meter long cityscape images inside the airport and to be honest you know i was a bit naive in business at that point i should have really gone down the route of pay-per-view so um, but, uh, they're still there so clearly i did something right 20 oh. years ago and you know i'm and when it comes to doing any networking or anyone says you know where can i see your work i'll say kind of have you been through the airport recently? And they go, yeah. And I'll say, you know, and I'll say, well, you send some nice big long pictures. And they say, yeah. I guess, well, that's kind of my gallery, really. That's <laughs> so. great, isn't it? It's, it's really nice to hear somebody having that kind of, um, well, I suppose success early early on, and also with with books and and, and that sort of landscape of books now is it's changing, yeah. hasn't it? Have you have you produced any more books since, yeah. or was that just a one off? Um, I haven't really, um, because I've been concentrating more on yep. the commercial yep. side of things. I, I, I've got more books in me, I know that, and I do have a couple of different ideas. I've gone back to the same publisher um, and said, you know, this is what I'd like to do. And they said, well, you know, well, uh, you know, when you're ready, give us a brief and we'll have a look at it and see if that's something that we want to work with you. Um, but I think the important thing about obviously publishing that I certainly found is that you do have less control when um, the publishers dictating um, how what they want rather than the other way around and that's something I'm very sensitive to um, because you know if I'm going to do another book I want to do I want to create something that's bigger and better than the first one um, so I'm very keen to have more control over that visual process instead of them just saying right you know here's a tick box we need you to do this need you to do that in terms of what kind of what kind of photographs so anyone that's thinking about trying to create a book you know having more control because it's your artistic integrity yeah. that matters and what you're trying to put over i think is hugely yeah important. and it's um it's a, it's a tricky one isn't it because i've just i've done three self-published very small books recently yeah. and I've I yeah. kind of looked at the the publishing route and it just didn't seem very viable financially to me and for the for the numbers it it, no. it kind of doesn't really if you're okay. going through a publisher um it, it, it it's more to do I believe with the kudos okay. of having achieved that level of you know I've managed to achieve a book you know and a publisher said right. yes and everything you know the royalties are you know fairly right. minimal oh I'm glad um, you said that there's obviously there's three <laughs> because you, I was sitting there wondering, but well, this doesn't make sense. Um, uh, no, I mean obviously with self-publishing, um, there's a greater risk yeah, yeah. for you financially. But with a publisher, um, they're the ones taking the risk in terms of you know costs of production, costs of distribution. Um, but they also have a wider audience well, as well, yeah. so the opportunities for greater sales are there if you go down the route of a publisher. But obviously, as a self-published person, you have to do all of that. You have to sort out the distribution. You have to sort out mm -hmm. the production. You know, you have to sort out all the layouts and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's... It depends on how involved you want to be in that whole process. If you just want, you know, somebody to take care of everything for you, and obviously you just supply the pictures and your 
and, and and your text, then you know that's certainly the route yeah. to go down. But if you really really want to control absolutely everything, then certainly going down the route of self publishing would be you know, the better option. Yeah. Now, that's said. that's really interesting for people to hear actually, because it's something that you can spend ages trying to research and go well. Uh, you know, it took me a long a lot yeah. of research, and in the end, I was just like, well, actually, I've got a, a decent audience. I don't really want to. Um, you know these these books aren't yeah. going to go like yeah, massive. I'm going to sell millions of them. I'm not expecting to. So, um, and I, I do yeah. want to make. I, I, I'm in a um, in a position where I need to make money from things. So that it has to be commercially viable, yes. even if it's in a small way. So, Absolutely. so that's why I went down the route of self publishing for these for these small ones. But I find the whole thing quite interesting, actually. And this whole sort of idea yeah. of, of even like art photography books, you, you know, do that's get, quite interesting. Yeah, you also do get a, quite a kick out of it when you know you you're, you're walking down um, Princess yeah. Street and and you're walking past Waterstones and you see your book uh, in the window and you think, yeah, that that's me, yeah. that's me. And of course, you've got this whole kind of vanity thing, and you go in and say, oh, do you have this book on sale? And they kind of think, yeah. yeah. You know, it's vanity you know at the end of the day um but also it is a form of artistic expression um and i think it is important to um maintain that level of integrity in your work um throughout your entire career no matter what form it then goes through you know and as i started out in photography and now more into doing you know the moving image um so I'm a firm believer in keeping your options open in terms of because you can become stale. You go through periods in your career where you think, well, you know, what am I doing? What am I achieving? How can I do better? Because you always want to strive to do better. Um, I I don't tend to follow the social media trends. Um, I just want to do what I want to do. And um, I, I just try and do the best that I can with the skills that I have and not to worry about what other people think. Yeah. And uh, this this idea of stopping and like taking that pause and saying what, what you just said, basically, what, what am I doing? Where am I going with this? I think a lot of people forget to do that and, and forget that we need to do that. We need to. It's yeah. almost like you're, you're navigating Absolutely. this path and it's never straight, is it? You're never going to be, I don't think you're going to be a photographer and then a better photographer and then better and better and better. And where's it going to go? <laughs> you you kind of want to go like yeah. you have done. And I find it quite interesting, um, your transition into video, because I kind of went through the same thing, yeah. not commercially, but in from a, a interest point yeah. of view. So I do, um, I, I, have some great joy and some great frustrations <laughs> at, at making little videos for YouTube. And that's just for me, you know, so I'm, I'm not wanting to yeah. do it even commercially. Um, but I can understand yeah. the desire to learn something new and express yourself in a yeah. similar way, but in a different yeah. um, media. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, obviously, I think 10 years into my career, I could feel myself thinking, you know, I want yeah. to do more. I want to achieve more. I can, and I can do that. And so, video then started to come into the equation. And obviously, I got this part-time job with a local college in the borders, and that okay. certainly helped. 
uh, yeah. transition process because there's a technical process that you have to go through you know you have to learn more about editing there's so many different kinds of editing techniques in order to create the right kind of film um, but one of the things I thought was very crucial and if you've ever been to the borders um, it, it's a very underrated yeah. region um, certainly from a visual standpoint and also artistically as well. There's a lot of creative people within the Scottish borders, and I stayed down there for the best part of 10 years. Um, I got involved with a thing called the Alchemy Film Festival, which is an experimental film festival. So I, I signed up for a program where you work with other artists, and so you do collaborative working. And so at that point, I had a small video camera and I would then team up with an artist because they had a vision and I had the ability to deliver to a certain extent with the skills that I had. And I thought that was that did heavily influence how I see my work now in a personal level, which is the, the that film that I sent through the Into the Wilderness one the, the from the trip that I spent with Alex Nail last year up onto Sullivan. Um, and obviously that was quite intriguing because there were some other photographers there as well. You know, they were all, you know, <laughs> so we're all going up the, up, up on the Sullivan, we camped out and everything. And as you do, and, um, you know, they get their stills camera out and there's me get my giant, enormous video camera out. And they're all kind of going, wow, what's that? That's not a stills camera. What are you doing? <laughs> so I kind of said, well, you know, I'm just doing something that is different, you know, cause uh, you know, I've, I've, I, I love to shoot landscapes that will all, that will never change. Um, and I think that is also very crucial because, you know, you can move away from where you were, but I think it's also very important to remind yourself of where you started yeah. from and why you got started in case you go through those periods of, you know, am I doing this right? You know, is questioning yourself, etc. So, you know, I still love landscapes um you know i love nature i love the peace and the tranquility that it brings um and you know when i first started um, i would hike up onto bucolet of moor and i would wild camp before social media made it famous and you know it was those kind of experiences that really influenced my landscape work because once you've done it once you want to do it again and you never forget. So the the video for you is it a personal thing or is it is it is it both? Is it commercial and personal? Do you do? Do you just? It is. It's both. Um, it's both because at the end of the day, you know, I've got a I've got a young family. Um, I've got a a, a, a seventeen oh, really? little boy and a four year old little girl, and so I, you know, life is increasingly hectic. And you know, the all this you know cost of living crisis and everything at the moment. You know, I would love to just be able to do more of my own stuff, but you know, I'm a realist at the end of the day, and need to bring the money in. And you know, I do thoroughly enjoy. Um, creating video work so yeah it's kind of majority it's commercial but when I get the chance I'll I'll shoot um, some of my own kind of stock work yeah. as well which will include well, that makes work. sense that's how life works I think I think there's um, to be honest with you I think I, I feel like there's a lot of very um, I maybe shouldn't say this but <laughs> unreal conversations in the photography world where where you know we we yeah. me and you are living or you know mostly living in the in the world where we have to earn 
an income so so it's it's a yeah. professional and then yeah. we then i think what you start to do then is you start to look at things in a very strategic manner because your time is limited you know it, obviously it can be you can may feel it's a distraction in terms of trying to go down the route of making money but it is important you know it's crucial to still just take time out for, to do what you love you know otherwise you know why are you doing it at the end of the day um and and i i'll always remember my first experience of a proper landscape photograph as you know i'd i'd managed to hike up on to uh, ben Lomond um, in the middle of winter and you know the mountain rescue people will probably hate me for saying this but you know I wasn't kitted out very well and um, but I was determined to try and get a feeling of is this for me and um, I tried three times I wasn't going to give up you know it's all about determination especially when you're doing high-end landscape photography work um, and got the camera out and there wasn't a breath of wind and I just stood there and I kind of thought oh my lord this is just beautiful and I could hear the only thing I could hear was a far off distant stream and you know just it wasn't dominating the your soundscape it was it was just in the background and there just wasn't a breath of wind and you were just standing there the only person there you know, watching this beautiful, magnificent sunrise that nature was allowing us to see. And I'll never forget that. And that, you know, I'm not a religious person, I'm not a spiritual person, but, you know, it does something to your soul, I think. And that is a huge motivator. I just thought, yeah, I, I, this is for me. I want to do more of this. And I did. Yeah. So I, I think that that kind of, um, there's, there's negatives of being, um, a professional as well but there's also massive bonuses because all the time that you're working you're honing your skills aren't you you're oh, you're, you're learning your yeah. kit you're yeah, able yeah, to yeah. buy absolutely. more more yeah. of the kit you're able to put things through your business <laughs> and then yeah, i'll say that was a, that was yeah. a research trip absolutely. that was <laughs> so. yeah yeah, no, I, I I always say to my other half, you know, this is, you know, I really need this equipment. It's boy math. You know, it's, you know, I really need this new drone, you know, because it's boy math. You know, it's really going to work for me and everything. You, you know, it doesn't matter so much because it's coming out of the business. So it's not coming out of the personal. So, <laughs> Well, absolutely. And that is the other advantage, of course, is you can write it off against taxes and investment allowance. So, you know, you can just crack on and, you know, you are actually saving tax. <laughs> <laughs> on the fact that you're buying some new equipment and you know it's it's an absolute bonus you know it's great you get to play with your your new camera gear and you know you're having to pay less tax as a result yeah. brilliant i i <laughs> more enjoy the um it's that freedom of being able to do that having the choice to do that but also the choices to make trips i think trips yeah. for me are the thing so the trips around scotland i'm not talking you know massive long trips but just just around scotland and just exploring and giving yourself yeah. time to do the landscape photography yeah. but it, it pushes you on in in other ways doesn't yeah, yeah. it as well so there's so many Absolutely. so many benefits of yeah, being yeah. professional actually it's it's pretty it's pretty cool oh yeah no absolutely i mean i, I mean, there are this past month i think i've i've driven the best part of nearly a, 1800 miles mm. in the past month um you know on okay. commercial work and obviously you know I, as i've referred to you know i've i've 
along with the video work, I've also experimented with drone work as well. And I think that's an enormously interesting medium because, um, you know, there's lots of different famous locations that you go to. You're guaranteed you know what you're going to get, you know, the weather depending, of course. Um, but with, with drone work, you know, no two shots are ever going to be the same. And having a different perspective and an opportunity to see the world in a different way um, is fabulous. And I think, you know, drones get a lot of bad rap sometimes, but, you know, if, you, if you're if you careful and you do it right and you don't, you know, you know, and you stick to the, to the guidelines and the rules, then, you know, you know, experiment away. Absolutely. It's, it's a fantastic form yeah. of medium. Um, yeah. And it's just, to... is that, um, it's that idea of look, having a different perspective on things. So the, the things that I've just done where, where I've been photographing Harris for so long and then like, right, okay, I'm going to photograph from the water now because how can we, how can we interpret this differently? How can we go one step further? And I suppose the drone also does that. That's from, it's actually, I've just bought a new drone. I haven't actually got yeah. it out of the, I'm really bad I don't I haven't actually got it out of the box yet I need somebody to come and set it up for me <laughs> I don't mind using stuff but I don't like setting things up particularly yeah, yeah. drones because they always need updated don't they when you're out yeah, absolutely they can be quite nerve-wracking as well because obviously if you've you've invested the you know some money in the this new drone and you know and, and you go flying with it you know something yeah. can and will go wrong and you think oh my god is this going to drop out of the sky or anything like this I know. So, i've never had an accident but, um, actually yeah. it's kind of which is a miracle <laughs> But it is, I like the idea of constantly looking at different ways of expressing whatever it is you want to express. And I think for you, it's um, Scotland, isn't it? Is, is that very much at the heart of it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Holy and utterly. Because one of the things that I'm doing right now is um, if I'm not doing commercial work, I'll go out and try and shoot stock footage. Um, also, that is an excuse to get out in nature, um, but also... It's a way of documenting Scotland in a certain period of history and time as well. Um, so I will shoot drone footage. I will shoot with my video camera. And, um, and you know, I, just because I don't do as much landscape photography as I would like, still, you know, I still get out there and use these different forms of medium to give me that thrill and that chase of, you know, feeling what nature is like and feeling that, you know, soulful impact that it has on on me. And, um, you know, I have, you know, I don't do that many workshops for myself directly. I, I, I work with Glen Eagles Hotel and, you know, which is brilliant from my point of view because I don't have to do any marketing. Um, they just say to their guests, you know, do you want to go out and do, you know, a nature workshop? And they'll go, oh, yeah, that sounds like, so it sounds like good fun and then i just get booked for that and off we go and um i have to say one of the one of the key highlights i think in my 20-year career happened in july august last year um and i remember getting an email from the booking team that said okay we've got we've got this chap his name's frank darabont and um he wants to do a, a full day masterclass experience in glencoe and I'm kind of going, that, that name sounds awfully familiar. So as you do, you know, press Google and you find out and you think, oh, he was the director behind the Shawshank Redemption. And I'm kind of thinking, oh, oh, right. And so we did it. And it was 
such a surreal um, experience. And this is the thing, you don't know where your journey can go with your photography. I started, you know, with taking a photograph up on the top of Ben Lomond and because I was determined to try and find what I wanted to do and what I loved. And 20 years later, I'm standing with the director of one of the most influential films of the past 20, 30 years in the middle of Glencoe, teaching him about landscape photography. And I'm thinking, how how did I end up in this situation? It just felt quite surreal, to be honest. And I just absolutely loved it and just soaked up every moment I could from it it was just such a glorious thing so you know it, it it's very important if you lose sight of where you are and you're going through a hard time um, you will get through it um, because it's so important to maintain that focus and belief in yourself yes yeah absolutely it's you don't always you don't always know when I, I first started doing passport photos and photos of kids in, in yeah. Ullapool because I, I needed to fill my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Saturday. <laughs> I, I remember doing an employment training scheme in a local photographer's and, you know, mm. I too was taking passport yeah. pictures of people from <laughs> in the high street as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just really interesting how your career can go forward because you just don't know what's around the corner. If you're passionate about what you do and you enjoy what you do, then I would say you just go for it because, you know, I could I could never do a nine to five job these days. It would just drive me absolutely up the walls, to be honest. Um, so, um, yeah, if you want to do it, go do it. You know, you just don't know where life will take you. Fantastic. That's a that's a, a great message to, to end on there. So thank you. Thank you for that, Jason. I think um, It'd be be nice for everybody to go and have a look at your website. It's just jasonbaxter.media, isn't it? Is that correct? Well, there's two. There's jasonbaxter.media, which is obviously that's just that's a boring commercial work, but the, all the landscape work is on jasonbaxter.net. Okay. So if anyone wants to have a have yeah. a good poke around, then you know feel free. Fabulous. That'd be lovely. And um, <laughs> and also on Instagram, we connected on Instagram, didn't we? So. Um, are you just yeah. Jason Baxter on Instagram? My Instagram tag is Jason Brilliant. Baxter. Thank you. It was lovely, lovely to meet you today. And thank you for sharing that. <laughs>